Hey everybody, what is going on? Uh, are you tired of winning yet? <laughs> I hope you're not tired of winning because there's a little bit of winning going on. Uh, gonna bring a little bit of news tonight, a little, uh, little update on the happenings for the day. Get you caught up in case you're coming home from work. Uh, and there is a lot that has been going on. Uh, I'm going to start on my Telegram timeline from last night. Just scroll through uh, some of the messages that I've been posting over the last 24 hours since I did my last news update. Uh, last night, this came out. Um, this is from Google. Uh, Google is warning. It's uh, 2.65 billion users of the browser Chrome to be on high alert for the possibility of um, high-level uh, browser hacks, right? So they've got, apparently they've got information that the Chrome browser is now susceptible to cyber attacks. And what does that mean for a lot of people who use Chrome as a browser? I suppose that means that you might lose internet access <laughs> at some point. If you use Chrome on your mobile device, or on your computer. And like I said, you know, two and a half billion people use Chrome. Uh, good idea to have backup browsers available. Um, Brave is a good browser, it's one I use. Although I, I have uh, others available. If you're an Apple user, you're probably using either um, Firefox or, or Opera. Uh, you, Tor browser is probably not a bad idea to have handy in case you need it. Um, Edge, Microsoft Edge is another browser that's available. Um, I, I don't use, I, I try not to use Edge or Chrome any more than I have to. But, um, you know, it's, I've, I've had this feeling for a long time that we're going to be losing uh, internet access at some point. And they don't have to take down the physical structure of the internet. Um, if they take down most of the browsers that people use to access the internet, it accomplishes the same purpose. They can take down Microsoft Edge and Chrome, uh, Firefox, and a few other browsers. 90% of the people in the world will not have internet access. And, you know, there's, I don't really know if, um, how serious that threat is. It seems to me like it's kind of a big threat um, I don't know if it would be perpetrated by uh, black hats, the deep state, or if it would be perpetrated by white hats. I could see it being done either way. Um, if the, and we talked about this a little bit last night, if Zuckerberg's goal and the goal of the deep state is to enslave humanity through artificial intelligence, you know, get us wired to the internet, and bring us into uh, some kind of slavery, electronic slavery, bringing us into a, a digital gulag, so to speak. I could see good people, patriots, um, taking down the internet for that purpose. And there's and there's other reasons why I think um, it's possible that good people might actually take the internet offline temporarily. Um, but I can also see um, the deep state taking it offline. We're in an information war. Most people get their information through the internet, through social media specifically. 
and Trump launching um, his new social media platform, you know, going live, it looks like probably in February, they're going to be doing beta testing probably next month, looks like. And then going live um, next year. If, if President Trump is able to speak freely to hundreds of millions, potentially billions of people, unhindered, uncensored, um, and bring out the truth, uh, and have no one, you know, standing in the way of that. Um, that I think could pose a threat to the narrative that where the black hats, uh, deep state, might decide, okay, we're going to take down the internet, or take down browsers, or take down operating systems. You know, remove people's access to the internet. So I, I could see um, red lines being crossed by the deep state where the white hats would take down the internet. I could also see um, the deep state taking it down temporarily. And if that were the case, I would then also see the possibility of the military stepping in and bringing online uh, a competing um, internet service of some kind. So I, I think we've got some very interesting things coming uh, in the days ahead. Hard to predict when, I don't, I don't predict dates. Um, I will just say that I think there are red lines that if they're crossed, um, I think certain responses are probably to be expected. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Speaking of uh, President Trump's um, new uh, company, this is, a, this is a merger, an acquisition of an existing company. And I'm, and I'm already seeing a lot of people who, who don't understand how, how technology like this works. Um, a lot of people yesterday were saying, oh, they're, they're going to register the app through Google through, or through um, uh, Apple, through the Play Store. And, and that's a deep state company, so, so it must be a deep state operation. Um, no, it's not. That's not how it works. Um, President Trump speaks to us. Um, through various, whatever social media platforms he has access to. People view President Trump's messages, his rallies, on browsers made by Google <laughs> and other tech companies. People watch their videos, uh, Trump's videos and messages, some, some of them, uh, on, on other platforms that are, that are backed by the deep state. Just because the deep state is backing a technology, that doesn't mean the people who use that technology are evil. All right. If you want to have users get access to your social media platform, it is, it's critical to get that um, social media platform available in, in mobile app form and to get it available in both the Google and the Apple Play stores. It's very difficult to succeed um, as a social media platform if you can't get your app approved and in the, in the play stores. Uh, Parler found out the hard way about that. <laughs> Once their app got yanked, um, they got deplatformed from the play store and then uh, their platform got basically taken down by uh, Amazon Web Services. It was all over. So you have to use, unfortunately, you have to use um, the tools of your enemy sometimes in order to reach people. So I would not draw the conclusion that just because um, the app itself would be available in, in the Play Stores on Google and Apple, that that means that it's going to be a deep state operation. Uh, 
far from it. That's, that's just not how things work. All right, let me scroll through and see what else we've got going on. Uh, well, Governor DeSantis in Florida um, called the special session of the legislature to work on a ban uh, for private sector employees and vaccine mandates. I think that's highly relevant. Again, uh, there are certain people out there on social media who like to talk crap about Governor DeSantis. Um, I think those people are ill-informed, and I think DeSantis is a patriot, and he proves that more and more every day. Uh, let's go, Brandon. All right, so I'll, I'll do my Let's Go, Brandon update. <clears throat> so right now on iTunes, um, three of the top ten songs in the rap and hip-hop category uh, are titled Let's Go, Brandon. There, there, there are actually three songs, different songs, have the same title, Let's Go Brandon, by different artists in the top 10. Uh, iTunes and the, and the rap hip-hop category. <clears throat> Can't make this stuff up. The Let's Go Brandon meme is spreading so rapidly. It's crazy. Now, just came out this afternoon, YouTube is taking down videos uh, where the theme is Let's Go Brandon. And what does that tell you? What, what does it mean when uh, tech, companies like YouTube decide they're going to take down videos uh, related to Let's Go Brandon? It tells you that they're petrified because the meme is spreading. The, the idea is spreading. Uh, we're supposed to think that Joe Biden was the most popular president ever. And Everywhere he goes, he was in Scranton, Pennsylvania, either today or yesterday, and there's crowds of people lining the street, hollering, let's go, Brandon, and F Joe Biden. And he did not get a hero's welcome. He was being booed and jeered and mocked all the way up and down the street. And this thing is spreading. Uh, and so now Silicon Valley is gonna try to stamp it out. And what happens when Silicon Valley tries to stamp it out? Uh, we make it go more viral on social media. So let's keep it up. Uh, all right. Um, what else we got going on? Oh, <laughs> there was chance. There was chance of F. Joe Biden last night in the post-game show after the Houston Astros defeated the Boston Red Sox. This is in Boston. Uh, Alex Rodriguez is trying to get to a breakdown of the game. And in the background, there's these people are just ch chanting F Joe Biden. It's just, it's this huge meme and you can't get rid of it. It's just, it's not gonna go away. All right, uh, this came out today. Um, National Institutes of Health has admitted, contrary to what we were told by Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, National Institutes of Health corrected the official record saying that Dr. Fauci and NAID did indeed fund gain-of-function research at the Wuhan lab. Now, Fauci testified to Congress that that was categorically untrue. National Institutes of Health came out today with a letter saying, actually, it was true, and it violated uh, the terms of a grant that they received. So uh, there was some interesting questioning from Merrick Garland today. Uh, he testified before Congress, and Andy Biggs asked, when is uh, Anthony Fauci going to get a criminal referral 
for lying to Congress for perjury. Turning up the heat there. Uh, let's see. Uh, interesting story came out uh, from the Sun about uh, Jeffrey Epstein's ranch, the Zorro Ranch in New Mexico. Now, a lot of this isn't new information. Um, people have known for a long time that Epstein has, you know, had a lot of places where he did all kinds of creepy things to people. But a former employee of Epstein's who worked at the Zorro Ranch said all of Epstein's residences had mechanical rooms and tunnel systems. I know this because Epstein told me. These rooms were enormous, bigger than houses. She described these, it, the Zorro Ranch, an underground um, facility that was around 8,000 square feet, uh, divided into several rooms, most of which had uh, computers in them. And she said, I don't know why people would need so many computers in one room, but she said there were pinhole cameras that recorded everything on the estate. <clears throat> the cameras were everywhere. You couldn't even see them unless they were pointed out to you. Uh, so with Ghislaine Maxwell's trial coming up, and we're going to learn about her co-conspirators at some point, um, this is going to blow up. And I just, I'm just keeping it on the front burner because we're going to hear more about this in the coming months. All right. Moving along, uh, let's see. Hundreds of workers in Greenville, South Carolina, walked out in protest of vaccine mandates at General Electric and Lockheed Martin. So General Electric and Lockheed Martin are two big contractors in Greenville. As uh, contractors for the Defense Department, they're, they feel that they're required to honor Biden's vaccine mandate, and they're the two of the first um, defense contractors that are imposing the mandates on employees. Uh, the union has been going back and forth with management with both companies. Today, hundreds of people walked out. And um, again, we know that Biden's vaccine mandate uh, is only a legal mandate if it has either been approved by OSHA and put into OSHA regulations, which it hasn't, or if it has been passed into law by Congress, which it hasn't. Right now, the, the mandate that Biden has for uh, vaccines has no legal authority at all right now. And if we stand up to this tyranny, we are going to win. All right, Technofog um, had some observations about um, Durham's investigation, right? So Durham is, uh, he's on the trail and we know that uh, there's an indictment of Michael Sussman. Uh, and in that indictment, uh, some more information came out. This is um, a filing and, and essentially um, Durham's investigators produced 6,000 documents. And this is uh, pursuant to discovery in the, in the Sussman case. So Sussman's attorneys are entitled to discovery. What evidence have you uncovered regarding our, our client? And in discovery, uh, Durham's investigators produced more than 6,000 individual documents containing 81,000 pages of testimony, evidence, reports, uh, records, emails, probably. All right. These documents were received in response to grand jury subpoenas issued to 15 separate individuals, entities, and organizations, including 
among others, political organizations, a university, university researchers, an investigative firm, and numerous companies. And Technofog <clears throat> gave us a, a list of who those entities are. The political organization referenced is either the DNC or Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign, or possibly both. The university involved is Georgia Tech, where the research was going on. The university researchers are the people at Georgia Tech who came up with uh, or manufactured information uh, attempting to connect the Russian Alpha Bank with the Trump with Trump Tower. The investigative firm is likely Fusion GPS. Numerous companies would be companies like um, Newstar and the CEO Joffe, who was just actually resigned from them, possibly um, CrowdStrike and, and other related companies, uh, possibly Perkins Coyne. So these are the people that are likely to be indicted next. And, and like I said, Technofog kind of brought that out from the filing uh, of discovery. All right. Speaking of Durham, we got some awesome news today. All right. So for a while, there have been people out there on social media um, pushing fear porn, basically, that Durham's investigation is running out of money. It's not going to be funded. And so Merrick Garland testified before Congress today. And a, senator, uh, a representative from Wisconsin, Scott Fitzgerald, uh, asked Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, if Durham's investigation was going to be funded and if it was going to be allowed to run its course without political interference. So Garland confirmed that we're in a new fiscal year, the budget has restarted, and that Durham's investigation will be fully funded for as long as he needs to continue his investigation. And he said there isn't going to be any political interference. And um, Fitzgerald snuck into the question, the observation that um, Huber's investigation of the Clinton Foundation was rolled into Durham's investigation last year. Um, he, he spent quite a bit of time uh, uh, sort of rehearsing the history of uh, Huber's investigation, the Clinton Foundation, how that investigation started with a request from Congress to Jeff Sessions to investigate uh, the Clinton Foundation, right? So he made this observation. We we know we've been it's been reported that uh, the Clinton Foundation investigation was passed off from Huber to Durham, and then he asked, "Is Durham's investigation going to be fully funded?" Garland confirmed that the investigation is going to be funded. It's not going to be interfered with politically. But he would, of course, would not confirm what Durham was investigating. DOJ doesn't confirm or deny um, the subject of an investigation. So that's just um, DOJ policy. He wouldn't be able to confirm what Durham was working on, but he did confirm that it's going to be funded. And I, I have no doubt that uh, a lot of the Clinton Foundation investigation has already been uh, completed, probably. All right, uh, let's see, moving along. <laughs> um, there was, there's a lot of interesting um, clips that come out of 
Merrick Garland's testimony. Ken Buck just nuked um, Hunter Biden's art scam. And it, it was it was a nice five minutes of video of him up there mocking uh, the, the scam of Hunter Biden's art and Merrick Garland being speechless and not being able to say anything about it. Um, Merrick Garland, for, for my observation, uh, I, I don't know if that dude ever had a fastball, but if he did, he's lost it. He is, he's about as sharp as, as Robert Mueller. If you watched Mueller testify before Congress a couple of years ago in his, um, when his investigation wrapped up, uh, Mueller was a fumbling, bumbling uh, fool. It's the only way I can describe him. People were shocked to listen to Mueller talk, had a hard time tracking, had a hard time understanding the questions that were being asked to him, seemed to be pretty far along with whatever uh, his his mental um, defect is. I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or, or what, but he was clearly mentally impaired. And this guy was supposedly running um, an investigation into the Trump campaign. Actually, we know that Andrew Weissman was running the investigation. Mueller was there just there as a, as a name. And it was very apparent when Mueller came out and presented um, his report that he was mentally not with it. Now, it wasn't any more mentally with it than Joe Biden is. And Merrick Garland, listening to him today, holy cats, um, I don't know that he has any more on the ball than Joe Biden or, or Mueller. Slow, feckless, weak, inept. I couldn't believe um, the weak character that Merrick Garland displayed in this congressional testimony today. It was just appalling. And, and for what it's worth, that, that gives me all the more reason to believe that the deep state is going to lose this battle because they're putting out on the field people like Robert Mueller, Merrick Garland, and Joe Biden. A bunch of old, um, weak, feckless, ineffective people who are supposed to be, uh, you know, these great you know, people, um, at least is what the media tells us. And then you see them in person, you listen to them testify, listen to them give speeches, and you just wonder what in the world, <laughs> who thought it was a good idea to put this person on camera? Just incredibly, um, you know, if you're if you're a fan of the Obama administration and the Biden administration, and, you, and you're a Democrat, and you watch this, I, I don't know what you what you put your hope in, because these people are clearly uh, not they're not all there. Um, and, you know, if, if you're the deep state and you want some puppets who will do whatever you tell them to do, who are going to say the words you want them to say and act the way you want to act and put out the executive orders and, and prosecute the people that you want to prosecute, those are exactly the kind of people that you want. Weak people who have zero integrity and moral character. And that's pretty much what I saw today with Merrick Garland. Uh, all right, moving along. Uh, let's see. Mark Fincham has been talking about what's going on with the Arizona um, election audit. And there's a was a post this morning from someone named Stan Fitzgerald. This morning, I heard from Mark Fincham in Arizona. There will be some movement on the investigation 
connecting Maricopa County to Fulton County, Georgia. He said, while I cannot comment on details, I can say they are working on it, and I would expect their findings to contradict our Georgia officials who tell you there's nothing to see here in Georgia. All right. So, um, and this is according to Liz Harris, this post is in reference to the ballot harvesting operation out of Litchfield, Arizona. Uh, it appears as though there was possibly several operations here in Arizona where they were manufacturing ballots and shipping them to Georgia for the election. And this was done in the summer of last year. That is one of uh, many stories that the mainstream media is not talking about. And there's not a lot of talk among people in our circle of friends, but every once in a while, you'll, you'll get a little story about this. There's, there's a lot going on regarding the election behind the scenes that you don't see uh, in the headlines, you don't see it on social media, you just have to follow certain people who are putting out little bits of information about it. Uh, yes, Steve Bannon was <laughs> held, voted to be held in, in contempt of Congress. Uh, Congress voted today because Bannon uh, told them to pound sand regarding their uh, their subpoena to turn over uh, records and documents regarding January 6th, which as far as I know, Bannon doesn't have any, have any connection to that other than he wants justice for the uh, J6 defendants. So they voted to hold him in contempt, which means absolutely nothing. Uh, they voted to hold Eric Holder in contempt a few years ago, and well, that meant just as much. It meant, means absolutely nothing. Uh, and Bannon is not letting it slow him down. And if you're following people on social media who are telling you that Steve Bannon is a deep state grifter, um, you might want to follow some new people on social media because Bannon is a patriot. And he's, other than President Trump, he's probably the main voice right now who uh, is calling for um, a review of an investigation of a corrupt election and justice for the January 6th uh, protesters. All right, following a recent controversy, over possible insider trading, Jerome Powell, uh, the Federal Reserve has announced that they're going to issue new rules restricting the assets that can be held by people at the Fed who set policy. Uh, I found that was very interesting. Um, the Fed usually doesn't rein in itself, but apparently they are gonna make some rules restricting what kind of assets can be, can be held. All right. Moving along, uh, let's see. Oh, um, Trump Plus. This is from the inside paper. Um, apparently, the Trump Media Group has applied for, uh, I don't know if it's a registered trademark, it looks like, uh, of Trump Plus. And according to the application, it looks like it might be an, uh, uh, used for branding for a video streaming service that might compete with Netflix. Not exactly sure, but Inside Paper put this out and it looks like the Trump media group has some big plans to, to go big on, on social media. And, and I love it, it's great. Uh, let's see, that is gonna do it. It's all for the news. Uh, that, that's not all the news, but that's all the news that I have. <laughs> I curated 
selection of news from my Telegram feed. Uh, if you want to join me uh, for the broadcast live, uh, I am doing them on Telegram periodically, not every night, but when there is a lot of news going on, uh, try to jump on, give people an update. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, please keep me and Denise in prayer. Please keep President Trump in prayer. Keep Q and the team in prayer. Uh, there were some interesting Scavino tweets, a Scavino tweet last night with uh, an interesting Delta. It's on my Telegram timeline if you want to check it out. Uh, like I said before, I think Q and the team have been observing us on social media. And I think, I suspect they're probably pretty proud about the way we've handled things uh, in their absence. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Love you all. Take care. I will catch you on the next broadcast.